Welcome to the Dad's Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things, from the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds, or what's left of them. Welcome to episode 33 of Dad's Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And today it's getting colder, and it's officially fall, so we decided to have an episode purely dedicated to fall, and there is no other trendy season than fall. Boy, it is a Tommy trend. (laughs) There's a lot of things that a lot of people do all at the same time, so that's what we're talking about, the top three fall trends we all hate. And by all, we're not talking about just Tyler and I, but you guys at home, too. Uh, So I'll kick up my number three is saying things like it's getting darker outside, or it's a bit nippy. Out this morning. It's those things that we all say whenever we're talking to everybody else about the change of the seasons. You know, it's getting darker sooner. Mm-hmm. I find myself, I say that more often now that I'm becoming older. I don't know if it's just a thing to fit in or if that's just in human nature to kind of talk about the weather. I'm kind of like the dumb guy that always responds. Oh, yeah, it is true. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else to say. There's nothing, <laughs> there is nothing to contribute to the conversation well, I, besides, yeah, I mean, you're right. Sometimes I'm actually surprised. I'm like, oh, God, you're right. Yeah, yeah. forget about these things. Good thing you're here to remind me of this great, great trend. Um, my number three is, is fall decor. And I don't want to, like, single out the white pumpkins and the off-color pumpkins, but I'm kind of singling those out a little bit. What about the grassy stalks and things like that? Yeah, grassy stalks, I'll throw those in there too. Scarecrows. Uh, Mums. Mums? You don't like mums? Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. They just blow over all the time because it's windier because it gets dark out earlier. True. Um, We don't go far-fetched in our fall decorations. We put up a couple of things that are brownish or brown or uh, orange brownish. But as far as like going all out, like some people just redecorate the house every four seasons. Autumn threw up in my living room. (laughs) I was gone for like one weekend with work, and I come home to we got a couple things. (laughs) No, like. 50 things so uh my number two things of uh these fall trends that we just don't like uh are pumpkin scented candles okay uh fall uh candle smell so the scents i never really the noticed that. behind it there's, there's a lot of them that uh that exist it, what i what i don't like about it is that there's no such thing a have you ever thing? smelled a pumpkin <laughs> Put your head in the pumpkin and tell me, I want my house to smell like that. You'll never say that. It's just mush. Just orange mush. And then, like, fall, to me, is like leaves burning uh, and fire uh, and pollen and and dryness. (laughs) And uh, that doesn't smell good. So, like, the fact that fall candles are a trend makes zero sense to me. That's true. And before you said that, I didn't even realize that a candle thing is a fall thing. Yeah. Because you got the cinnamon and you got the nutmeg and you got got all all these different fall smells. That's true. It's very trendy. The, the, the smell of in my house that is fall is dirt because of course <laughs> it's going to be rainy and you got leaves everywhere and so it's leaves dirt. and dirt and sticks. Yeah, yeah so, that's a good fall smell. Mm, dirt. Uh, my number two is sleeveless jackets, aka vests. And yes, Ooh, both yes. men and women are victims of this trend because they have the fleece or they have the puffy vests or all those things. The sleeveless jackets. Why? I mean, this serves no purpose whatsoever. You're saying your extremities don't get as cold as the rest of your body physiologically that's that's opposite of what happens because your hands and your feet get colder rather than the center of your body so what what 
purpose does it best serve? Those are really no trendy idea. this time of year. Yeah. Everybody's got their white long sleeve shirt that they save just for that vest. <laughs> yes. And the fleece thing, is they call it the Han Solo, of course. So you got the, the oh, long sleeves yeah. with the vest underneath it, the Han Solo dress up. So, again, I, something I'm that of, annoys me. I'm kind of okay with the trend of like a hoodie and shorts because uh, yeah. you don't get to do that very often. Right. Or a long sleeve and, and it, shorts. That combo looks kind of cool. Right. You don't get to do it. Puffy vests, though the old tech, the old tech vest Tuesday. <laughs> That's you guys. And all those golfers out there were the same thing too. Oh, now yeah. maybe for the swing, maybe it's function extra, rather extra than fashion. Extra layer of protection, but, I suppose. And my number one might be your number one, but it's the pumpkin flavored everything. So every year we come out with something new, and yes, this year there actually is a pumpkin spice flavored spam. Ooh, I'm pretty good sure for you, that's Spam. The last factor in the coming apocalypse. It is 2020, but pumpkin spice flavored Spam. Oh. That finally is that stuff. And the crazy thing is, if people would stop buying this shit, producers wouldn't make the shit. Yeah. So just stop buying it. But they they fly off the shelves. What would you put it. on a pumpkin spice uh, spam, spam sandwich? Um, mayonnaise? Puke, puke? Vomit? I'd put know. mayonnaise on it. I wouldn't put anything on it. I wouldn't eat it. Do you like pumpkin flavored stuff? Uh, no, not necessarily. In, in general. Not really, no. Besides pumpkin beer, that's about the only pumpkin thing I'll that I... will tell you I, what I had, Jones, speaking of that, and my number one is in that uh, realm, I had, um, I had, what was it? It was a pumpkin flavor black licorice. No, oh, the worst of both worlds. That's just horrible. Black licorice is by far the worst candy there has ever been invented. And pumpkin spice everything is the worst fall trend. And they so, combined. And that's horrible. And they were salted. I felt like I was eating something that I I don't know I could like that I was doing drugs or something <laughs> like it was bad for me. It's bad, uh, very bad for you. I'll just I'll just really make mine simple. It's three words: pumpkin spice latte. Okay, so you're narrowing it I've, down. I've never had one. I never will because I hate the phrase. <laughs> and so I I did some research on it. Starbucks came up with this uh, phrase in mm -hmm. 2003. Mm -hmm. That's when the this was introduced to us. And there's like a freaking history to it. Like 2015, pumpkin puree has been added to pumpkin spice latte. I don't even know what it is, but I hear people say it. I'm like, uh, not talking to them. I don't understand the craze behind the pumpkin spice latte. I mean, I understand having a shamrock shake whenever it's St. Patrick's Day. Okay, okay. But the pumpkin spice latte, I'm okay latte, with uh, pumpkin pie, but all these pumpkin flavors are based off of pumpkin pie. Not pumpkin. Right. <laughs> or pumpkin spice, whatever pumpkin yeah. spice is. Yeah, it's pumpkin pie I, flavor. I will say, pumpkin spice latte is probably the most trendy thing there is in fall. Yep. That's why we it's hate it. It's the worst thing. <laughs> One of the things that uh, we posted recently on Dad's Rank Things was our special fall skill. And that is as you move around the bonfire, the smoke <laughs> follows you wherever you go. We just can't avoid it. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that here. We want to talk about eating. That's what we do here on Dad's Rank Things. <laughs> eat and drink. Eat and drink. And then we, we talk about it. We rank it. We, you know, we consume and love, right? So we're doing the, the top three bonfire foods. Now, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a bonfire food expert, so hmm. Jones is a little, little bit more country than me, so I'm going to rely on his expertise in this category, but I'm going to start us off with number three, and that's chili. Ooh. All right. Uh, now, I, some of us could argue the West, the old days, like the, the 1800s, and you, you cook your chili on the fire, was that the start of, of the one of the greatest bonfire traditions of all time? Yes, I think it was. Chili... 
as a number three. You don't see it as much because it's been mainstreamed, but right. this is something with historical context with the bonfire. And damn crockpots. Crockpots have, <laughs> have made it a modern thing That's to true. put it in chili, not necessarily go by the bonfire. But we always have a family gathering. In fact, we're getting ready to have one at my mom and dad's house who live on a farm, perhaps, and we have bonfires. And chili is the one thing that everybody brings. So we have a competition on chili cook-off. Oh, do love chili cook in. What if you had made the people actually cook the chili over a fire like the old school bonfire days. It would take longer, but it would be delicious. I mm -hmm. guarantee it. Now, go. chili, beans, no beans. Uh, I'm okay with beans. Does it have to have beans? No. Meat has to have meat, obviously. Meat, yes, yes. But uh, no, beans... Uh, in or out, I'm good. I don't like beans, and personally in mine, I'd just rather have, just give me the meat, give me the sausage, give me the bacon, give me the ground beef, whoa, give, give me whoa, the meat. Give me the cheese, that, give me the sour cream, give me the Doritos. <laughs> all, all that, yes. So let us know in the comments how you take your chili, beans or no beans, if you like sour cream, you like cheese, crackers, Top it up, I gotta baby. have crackers of mine, so I was Doritos. Like That's one of the most flexible dishes there are, I think, yeah. is chili. You can have it a million different Good versatility, ways. that dish. Uh, my number three is another one that you can have a million different ways, and that's kebabs. So this actually comes from shish kebabs, originated back in 1377 in Turkey, which means a meat on a skewer. So technically, this is just things on a stick. And so that's how you got popsicles, that's how you got corn dogs, that's how you got everything, is the originator is kebabs. That's the reason why it's number three on my top bonfire foods. And popsicle kebab was already taken. <laughs> that would be a really bad, bad, bad treat to have around a bonfire, because that thing would melt pretty fast. Uh, my, what do you like on your kebabs, by the way? Do you, do you prefer a sausage kebab, or like a chicken kebab, or just put throw them all on there? I like meat and veggies. What about fruit? You ever had pineapple on a kebab? That sounds weird. Put pineapple or tomato or something like that. It's, it's delicious. It's like putting pineapple on a pizza. <laughs> Never do that, but you can put it on a kebab. Uh, my number two is a hot dog. So there's no other way to have a hot dog besides on a bonfire, in my personal opinion. Why would you want to do it in a microwave or something like that? Just put it on a bonfire, roast it. But there's also an upgrade to a hot dog, which has been released over within the past 10 years or so. That is called a griller. Have you ever heard of a griller? That's a hot dog? It's kind of like a hot dog, but it's a sausage. They are stuffed with stuff. So Eckrich came out with one that is bacon and cheese inside of this griller. So it's like a bacon and cheese hot dog, essentially, but it has a more uh, exquisite taste. It's I wouldn't more trust class. myself putting something that needed cooked on the inside over a bonfire. I wouldn't trust myself. Really? Yeah. It's all about the rotation. So it's the rotisserie action that you have with it. Mm, but if you haven't tried grillers at home, you need to try grillers. It's just an upgrade to a hot dog. I, I tried to have pumpkin beer as an option here. But, uh, yeah, I ended up with hot dog as my number two. Put that wiener on a stick and throw it out there, y'all. I wonder That's when wiener was going to get said, yes. That's Everybody has to have a wiener me. at their bonfire. Uh, and so, for me, obviously, number one uh, bonfire food. Guys, I'm not a communist. It's a s'more. Okay? Yeah, well like, you, you got to go that route. Now, I did, in my research of the s'more, mm -hmm. right, marshmallow was kind of uh, founded first. It was actually medicinally uh Founded, I guess, before it got into the mainstream of uh, consumption for food. Okay. The marshmallow? Yeah. Interesting. Did you know it had medicinal backgrounds? No, besides making you happy. Well, maybe that's what it was for. <laughs> I'll read more into that later. Uh, but the graham cracker, what an what a, what a interesting uh, twist I was finding out on this, that the, the graham cracker was originally invented to curb sex drive. Ooh. Did you know that? Why would it do that? Oh, it gets fuck. me excited more than that. Well, <laughs> It, it was a Presbyterian minister, Sylvester Graham, that was, that was doing the research here. And basically, uh, they had come to the conclusion that if you had like a simple steak dinner with wine, okay. that was going to increase your sex drive. Right. They say for sure wine does it. Yep. So he wanted, to, he, right, he wanted to promote something that would 
uh, calm this. So something okay. bland, like right. a cracker, but with some wheat uh, grams to it, you mm -hmm. know. And so, boom, that was invented so you would have less sex. Hmm. So graham cracker was created to make people less horny. Correct. Hmm. And hmm. I would... <laughs> That's an odd, odd medicinal purpose for graham crackers. I would say, if anything, it would like uh, you know lower cholesterol or something like that. It, uh, it, it does those things. <laughs> Not when you put it on a s'more, but it does those things. Uh, interesting point. S'more, I found in my research, was originated in 1920s cookbooks. You didn't see that before that any time, but it already was popular with Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts at the time. So it evolved from the 1920s into something called a graham cracker sandwich into what we now know as a s'more or gimme some more. Oh, yeah. The yeah. short version of that. It's also a trendy flavor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially s'more. nowadays. Yeah. The DQ Blizzard is now s'more flavored. S'more. You can have s'more flavored Oreos. Jelly Belly. Yeah, everything. Yeah. World record s'more, by the way, 267 pounds. Like one, one s'more, s'more that would decrease pounds. a lot of sex drive. <laughs> Ain't nobody having sex at that campfire. <laughs> Uh, so one of the fall traditions we all love and we all observe would be going to the pumpkin patch to pick out your pumpkins. Do you think everybody loves this? I bet there's some dads out there that are like, who don't like it. Uh, football's on and you're dragging <laughs> sure. me to the damn pumpkin patch. It's one thing that you at least have fun because a lot of the pumpkin patches have activities like chuck a pumpkin or they got the slingshots where you have the apples and shoot them at the targets and stuff like that. Um, or you just basically bond with other dads who are in the same yeah. hell that you are at the time. I was going to say, you're going to some swanky pumpkin patches, but sure. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do our top three things that you don't want to see at a pumpkin patch so the negative part of that uh, my number three all of mine have to deal with people by the way Ooh, I like uh, that my twist. number three is the nickname track star so it's the hyperactive kid who oh, is sprinting God. over the pumpkins as he goes along at least knocking into five different families but the reason why we don't like the kid of course is because we think he's going to hit our pumpkin or maybe hurt our kids but it's that hyperactive kid that we call the track star Usain Bolt would probably be something like this the track star yeah that, that, that kid's everywhere especially when people are like they have like the big clippers and stuff and some kid comes running through yeah. you don't want to take off a leg you know they're trying to simple. hold a bunch of pumpkins and carry them and yeah. you get knocked in by the kids yeah so. that's why you get your wagon jones that's why you get your <laughs> wagon uh, my number three is the middle of a corn maze with no path yeah something you don't want to see i like the corn maze i'm not a claustrophobic person but if it's a big enough corn maze and you're right. off path all of a sudden and then uh, you turn around and you look all directions and there's no way out, I might start to freak out a little bit. Is there a person in this world that thinks they are bad at doing corn mazes? Or does everybody just think they're automatically good or above average at doing corn I mean, corn I don't mazes? think I'm great at them. I'll get out, but Eventually. I, I'm not like confident and I just definitely know the way. <laughs> My five-year-old is confident. So sometimes we have to rely on that. It's a scary place to be in corn, especially all the horror movies that have been made. I know, being you know, you get into Children of the Corn and Signs and whatever hell yeah. else is out there. You, I'm out. All of a sudden, you know, it, it gets dark earlier too. It does, it does get dark earlier. It gets dark it's earlier. Nippy out there too. Uh, <laughs> nippy. Uh, something that I don't want to see um, at a pumpkin patch. My number two is a sign that says no outside food or drink. Oh, yeah. Because how am I supposed to make their cider dad's special cider, <laughs> right? Because, you know, you got to try to sneak it in then. I'm not sure I'm liking that. And, and, and we all know the drill, guys. You get there. You're playing nice. Dad's special cider comes out. Mom drives home. <laughs> You got to do something with your time, right? Yeah. You're stuck in the corn maze. You might as well have a couple swings. You know, it would be a really good thing for corn mazes to have is, you know, oh, like vendors. Place, vendors. Place. 
Yes, vendors to do it, or you have your own uh, area to where you can pull it out of your car. You know, go behind a little outhouse or something like that to make that. I'm picturing vendors. Like, so you take a you take a left, and there's some guy with a cart. You know, and he's like popcorn, peanuts, hard cider. Did you say hard cider, sir? (laughs) Yeah, and then you give him a tip. Yeah. He or she gives you a tip. Head that way, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Vendors at, at, at the pumpkin patch. I think we are, we're on to something. You're welcome. Uh, my number two, guaranteed to happen if you did have vendors at a pumpkin patch, is the negotiator. <laughs> so, yes, Karen for short. Oh, is this pumpkin has bumps on it. This pumpkin smells. This pumpkin is too orange. Whatever the case is, she's going to negotiate for a lower price on her pumpkin. Is some something between the weight limit. You know, some pumpkin patches have the weight limits of pumpkins. She's going to mm-hmm. say, oh, it's one or two ounces over it. Mm-hmm. But it's a negotiator who takes up everybody's time who's waiting to pay for pumpkins. Just do it, Karen. Give me the pumpkin. <laughs> that that person does exist. That's, yes, that's every, really every, good every single time you go to a pumpkin patch, the stem on like this that. is too long. I'll give you two fifty. Yeah, <laughs> it says all pumpkins four bucks. Give them the four bucks. Move it along. It's a family friendly event. Just make it friendly. It's not a garage sale, bro. Yeah, uh, my number one is a snot nosed kid, especially oh. now because of the coronavirus. You know, you're going to get taken home something other than a pumpkin, and you're end up have to be quarantined for a little bit. So especially nowadays, something you don't want to see is a snot nosed kid. No, that's um, that's where I would turn into the track star. <laughs> Give me up. <laughs> My number one is also a person, okay. Jones, and uh, I think this is maybe the second mention of this within our uh, Dad's Rank Things fashion faux pas, which leads us to me thinking we might have to do a version a, two, a version two of this because. I'll start off with the dad that wears the puffy vest and the long sleeves. Okay. But then, you know, these October days can get kind of hot. And you got wife beater dad <laughs> with the white tank top and the yeah. gut hanging out carrying two pumpkins. It's something I Probably don't... three pumpkins three underneath pumpkins, that shirt. Three pumpkins, got another one in there. It's something I don't want to see. Uh, and it happens every time when, when you start shedding clothes because it gets too hot and you're out there cutting pumpkins for your family and you feel like you got to... Show off your guns. masculinity. Um, it's always the the big guy too. It's never like the really really skinny guy. It's always the big one that has a chest hey, popping you know, out, a little few grades. It's never out like there. a good normal shaped guy. <laughs> yes. It could be the really really skinny guy that you're like, oh, you know, like <laughs> you don't want to see the needle yeah, you don't marks. Don't want to see everything. the needle marks like the tats, like in, <laughs> and but then you get uh, the the guy with the big one. So so what happens with two worlds combined and you got the negotiator and the wife beater dad? Well, they're the married. <laughs> yes, they're married. Let's be Karen's honest. Got Frank. He's over there with a snot nosed kid and his wife beater <laughs> trying to yell at him while Karen's up there haggling for a 250 pumpkin. And the other kid's running through being a track star knocking into everybody else. <laughs> Enjoy your time, dads. <laughs>